Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina, and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music, and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville, and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com/slash AI for all. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This is the left side. This is the right side. Welcome back to Pretty Good Vibrations, the podcast that both celebrates and analyzes new emo and punk bands and the crucial role that they may or may not be playing in my life or yours. I know they're playing a crucial role in your life, Chad Mitchell, my friend who is joining me tonight. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited that you're finally going to listen to the bands that I've told you to listen to. Well, okay, that's a good segue. I actually have listened to a bunch of them, but not all of them that much, apparently. Uh, but you are my new punk and emo band's friend. Like, you give the most consistently good recommendations, I think, of any of my friends in this category. And uh, I want to say that I appreciate it because it takes work to keep up with new music, especially, like, as we get older and the way that I would put it is like less of our personal and our friend group identity is tied up with the music we like, you know, like especially when people start having kids and their identity gets kind of tied up in their family, um, maybe your job, like as your career gets more important than it tended to be when we were 22 years old or 18 years old. And so I appreciate that you stay pretty plugged in because obviously great music is being written and recorded all the time. It's not like art takes a break just cause like I turn 40, you know? So I'm glad I'm, I'm yeah. grateful to have you in my life. Yeah. Well, I will say these bands aren't super punk, like punk with an X, but they are pop punky. Um, I've got some, I have some, I have some okay. like straight up hardcore and okay. a couple hardcore bands and definitely some pop punk bands. I, I definitely have some punk in mind, maybe more than yours. Maybe you changed the rules after we talked about this because I went pretty emo pop punk. But well, I'm glad you know you I'm say glad. people grow into their careers and they have kids. No kids here, but some of these bands are young enough that they probably could be our kids. <laughs> like one of the bands that I 
brought up, uh, named their band after iCarly, which is a show I've never seen. Yeah, as right. A close to your age, man. And so I'm excited to share them with you because I know that we uh, we share the love for these bands, but I also know that sometimes I'm like pushing them on you because you do have a kid and you're like kind of busy. Keep pushing though, because I, I do check them out and I throw them on like my new music playlist, which I'm trying, I'm actually doing a better job of kind of getting into that and trying things lately. Uh, it is, you know, there's, I got, I got a lot of plates in the air, but this stuff is my hobby. It's my love. It's like my organic enjoyment. And honestly, I was doing a little prep today. Like I had a, I had a big midday break between two sets of clients today. And so I, I was able to kind of spend like a half hour, uh, kind of digging in and writing some more notes for bands and listening to some of the songs. And like, honestly, I got so much more stoked after doing that because I really love a lot of these songs and bands. And it's cool to have an excuse to kind of dive in. Like, seriously, some of these bands are really important to me. And so I kind of was thinking ahead of time about this episode, like, ah, oh, the tournaments are really fun. This is kind of different. Um, maybe I don't care about these bands as much or something. I sort of have the, this dim sense. And then today I was like, fuck that. No, I'm so stoked. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I don't know exactly what you mean, but you could have gone between appointments and you could have listened to the national and you could have listened to soup on Stevens. I didn't. And those are great bands yeah. that will just keep you where you were. And these bands are a little more fun and childlike. And yeah. You know, as someone who's had some of those little anxiety, depressive tendencies, I listen to a lot of this to help with that. So, yeah, su super fun. Uh, in fact, that is one of the reasons I listen to this stuff as well. And some of these songs, especially the kind of pop punkier bands, that stuff, those songs get a lot of play when I am feeling sad or when I'm really tired when I feel like I've got no energy and I am just like wasting away like mid afternoon or whatever. And I put this stuff on and it seriously changes my mood and energizes me. And that is the role that some of these songs, especially the ones with like really catchy choruses, the role that those are playing for me. So that's cool. It's cool to hear. We kind of, we use them in some similar ways. I, I do want to say this. I think that part of me is surprised that the kind of music Sherwood made broadly speaking um, as well as some of the bands that like we liked then, and you know, just that kind of scene, like when we were roughly college age, that scene and early twenties, I'm surprised that that's like, there's still an ongoing scene of that. I remember like five years after our heyday, really feeling like some of those bands had it rough because th that scene had shrunk quite a bit uh, from before the housing crisis uh, and, and the recession uh, which knocked a lot of bands off the road, eventually including us, I think. Um, not immediately. We we hung around for another year and a half, basically. But that was part of it. And uh, and then to be like, oh, they're just like 20-year-olds who like get their older brothers or their uncles like American football album and they just fucking go for it. And I just think that's so cool. Yeah, I, I think actually I'm remembering one of the first reasons I sent you one of these bands was the band Tiger Shaw. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this sounds like Sherwood. Like, yeah. this is a melody you and Nate wrote in 2006. Like, mm -hmm. but like the difference is Tiger Shaw is 2015 and they are 
selling out big venues. I don't yeah. know about today. They're still a band, but you you put a little prerequisite on this that we wanted a little bit newer than that. So they're not on my list, but right. I think I was like, Dan, these bands sound like Sherwood. These bands sound like when you and I met 2005 yeah. Warp Tour. Um, and they're just, they're fun, but you know, we need, we, we, I think we've talked about this in 2009. I was like, I got to listen to cool indie rock and pop punk sh- should die. Like yeah. it's for the kids. And then I don't know, man, we were wrong. We were wrong. Let's keep listening to this rancid. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hardcore, a lot of metal. I know the national put out a record this year. I sure it's phenomenal and i'm sure i listened to it one and a half times yeah but i've listened yeah. to these bands uh constantly yeah that's so awesome okay well let's talk about the criteria so we are doing a top 10 we each made actually a top 11 because i couldn't help myself but add an 11th band today and so i gave you an 11th spot but one of each of our two we, we share two of the same bands, so it's really gonna be 20 bands as if we had two top 10 lists and I wanted to focus on new bands, so we made the cutoff that it's roughly speaking a punk or emo band, and that their first album had to come out in 2015 or later. So there are a handful of bands that would be considered like fourth or fifth wave emo, like the kind of newer emo wave, that are not included here because they've been around for a little too long. The Hotelier... The world is a beautiful place and I'm no longer afraid to die. These are really good bands. Really good bands. Joyce Manor, Citizen, and Tiger's Jaw, like you mentioned. So those are bands that they were like maybe just a couple years before most of the bands we're talking about today. Really kind of a bridge between those eras, we might say. Um, But they are not included here because they're just a little bit, a little bit too old of bands. Also, there's a few bands that I think are worth mentioning, but didn't quite make the emo or punk Criteria. The first is John Van Dusen. Um, you could stretch and say probably six to ten of his songs might might be called emo, but he's really more of an indie rock, indie pop artist. Um, and he he probably would have been my number one if he was eligible, which is why I wanted to play just a little clip. Uh, here is from I'm or, or I am Origami Part Three, Catacomb Hymn. This is whatever makes you mine. And he's I really love good. him. And he, oh, but, by the way, also guest of the very first episode of this podcast. How, we did the Power Pop walkthrough together. Or, uh, and yeah, Power that Pop. song counts, but his other yeah. songs wouldn't. Is that why? Not, not enough of them, I think. Yeah. Like that, there, there are, I could pick four or five songs that would really fit in there, but like that's not really what he is doing as a band. I mean, he's got a whole record that's like Sufjan esque, like worship music. Um, he, he experiments fairly widely. Uh, which I love. I think it's it makes for a really interesting career. 
He's also a, yeah. a friend of mine, full disclosure. Uh, but I just love his music. So that's John Van Dusen. Another, another band that you might have turned me on to actually, Turnover. They are rad. Do you know that they band? Are. Yeah. I, uh, definitely don't fit the 2019 criteria. Somehow they've been a band, I think, more than 10 years or close oh. to it. But they... Interesting. Well, think, 2015 is the is the first full... Oh, 2015. Yeah, 2015 that record's is a, so, really good. It, um, I guess I, I guess I thought that was the first... No, that's the first, that's the first full length. So I think that they would, they would make the cutoff, uh, in my mind, chronologically, but... People call them emo, but they they sound to me like real estate. They sound like yeah. uh, indie pop. They're maybe indie rock. They're not an emo band. I don't understand why they get. Maybe just they do their guitar tone. I guess is vaguely kind of built to spill, reminiscent or sort of like there's something, but they're they're really not an emo band. I think if you listen to them chronologically. They started a lot more in this world. Oh, that might make sense. Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened. I'll say he matured or he yeah. maybe discovered coastal well, drug lifestyle. <laughs> but coastal I know that he moved out here and they put out records that were a little weirder, but yeah. also probably more like things you like when you like the Beach Boys when they go weird. I do. I, think I, probably, do. I bet he loves the Beach Boys. That's what I'll say. I'd love to I'd love to have a beer with this guy and talk with him. I'm going to play from the second record which is a little bit of more of that California vibe. I love this song. It's called Supernatural. I mean, that's just like injected straight into my yeah. veins. I love it. I think the confusion you may be having, though, is I'm on Apple Music right now. Yeah. And every one of their top songs comes from the album before that. Yeah. All eight yeah. top songs come off. Spotify, Purple, too. Peripheral yeah. Vision, which has a song called Dizzy on the Come Down and Cutting My Fingers Off. Those are huge songs for them. Let's I, let's play. I uh, yeah, I mean, forty-two million streams of "Dizzy on the Come Down" and thirty million of "Cutting My Fingers Off." They have seven hundred and thirty thousand monthly listeners. That is a lot of listeners, and it is all for their first album from eight years ago, basically. So people yeah. really Here's want them to go back you, to you that I, sound, I guess. Yeah, I think one thing you and I are not equipped to talk about is there such thing as emo TikTok. And bands like Turnover, the, the biggest one I think might be Tidal Fight, and a couple okay. bands on my list at least are massive. On massive emo band. TikTok. Emo TikTok. This is a real Meaning word. they like make videos of themselves so, practicing like, and stuff, or they are played no, as... it's kids listening to the song in the background, kids covering it, kids... Okay, okay. There's 
we really shouldn't get into this. Okay. But well, interesting. There is right. like, uh, what's there's a band called Pine Grove. They're on the same label. I oh, I saw the Pine Grove shuffle video. Look at Pine Grove's monthly place and look oh at also look at Pine Grove's top songs. I believe it's all different versions of that song. Slowed down, sped up. This is emo TikTok. Anyways, you and I are. Need to is it that song? It's need to. It is need to, and look at the discrepancy between like. Honestly, it's only no, it's only like got, it's only got about twenty percent more than old friends. The second song. Okay, okay, but need to was not a song I think anyone listened to when that record came out. It is. They have three point three million monthly listeners. Monthly. Holy shit. So turnover, just, man, is, Sherwood, we fucking missed our chance, you, man. We should have kept going. TikTok records, man. We could, we could be royalty right now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. The road not my taken. My favorite from that record is Cutting My Fingers Off. Yeah, um, let's hear let's hear that. I'd, I'd like to hear that. Down's a bigger hit. But I think let's Cutting, hear my, fingers cutting my Fingers Off is a little okay. more pop punk. Here we go. Here we go. There's a part near the end where harmonies happen. It's wonderful. Let's try, let's try from here. To make you go, to make you go. I never wanted to make you go. Well, you might be a stranger now. And I just wanted to let you know. That I meant what I said. And every dream I've ever had been of myself. And every dream I've ever had been of love. Dude, I have been yeah. missing the fuck out on that record. That's going straight yes. to my new albums list right there. I, you know, oh, yeah, you cut out there a little bit. There, Why don't yes. you just uh, you know say that again? Wife. So I'm going to tell you a story that I maybe shouldn't tell you, but because you know Danielle, my wife, mm-hmm. you might laugh at this. Okay. The first time I played her that song, I was doing a lot of the same things you were there, like air drumming, stoked. She started laughing, just busting up. I said, what are you laughing at? She said, why is that song saying cutting my penis off? (laughs) And I just never will hear it. So I just ruined that song for you too. But I love that song. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, One more band on this list of like got close. Fontaine's DC would have been on my list. I've listened to them a lot, but they really only made one record that's kind of punk and they've really leaned post-punk and kind of this like UK art rock thing. Um, but I think they're worth a mention if we're going to be talking about punk or emo bands that started in the last eight years. Um, here's Liberty Bell from Dog Roll, their debut record. You know I love that violence that sh- You know I love that violence that sh- you get around here that kind of ready steady violence That violent how do you do The lie when a steady white sleep in a phone booth He's just very very tired of having that same old boring conversation Just like me, just like you Man is on the notch here, what you gonna do about it? Is it easy? Just to try it Is it the same old life? Well, is it liberating? Just to be so fine 
Fun band, fun record. Yeah, I don't don't remember that record being that poppy. For some reason, I put them in that idols category. A little bit huh. more yelling at me. So. Yeah, interesting. No, it. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, it's it's definitely poppy. Uh, but but that's probably the poppiest track on that record. Although there's there's plenty of like really approachable punk on there, like big the opening track, and and they, they just haven't they haven't gone that way, which is that's fine. That's their choice. Um, okay. That's all my kind of throat clearing and bands that got close. I decided, Chad, rather than sort of like assemble my, here's my top 10 or top 11, like of where I would place them in my rankings. I let my Apple music play count decide it for me. I am being transparent here. Vulnerable. You might even say, I'm not going to look cool. There's a lot of pop punk here. Not, not Spotify. <laughs> not Spotify. Better audio, pay better. Tell all your listeners. That's Apple true. Music. That's true. It it is a better way to support artists. They pay more per stream than uh, than Spotify. And I do. I agree. I actually have both because I use Spotify so much for the podcast. Um, but I listen personally on Apple Music. That's my choice. Okay. So we're going to start with each other's number 11 and go uh, Chad, me, Chad, me, Chad, me. And we will be playing only one clip for the for the earlier bands. But each but for the top fives, we're going to play two clips and talk about those bands. We're not going to spend too much time on each band because these are not big, famous bands uh, for the most part. But we want to listen to the songs and chat about what we're hearing and what it's making us feel. That's the fun part. So. Tell us about your number 11 band, Chad. They're called, or he is called, I don't know, Ben Quad, as in a quad espresso. Ben Quad is not a band I know a lot about, but they, I think if you play it, it'll make sense. It's got heavy noodly riffing. It's got time changes. Um, I kind of built this list from one to 10. And then when I got to 10, I was like, shoot, I want a band that's just kind of like time signature randomness yeah, and like that. Uh, kind of heavier. So that's about all I know. It's not one dude. I know that. Okay. It's okay. a band. Yeah. Uh, well, this is blood for the blood God by Ben quad. Super heavy song titles. Interesting, really like maybe overactive drumming, very active drumming. And yeah, a lot of guitar noodling, even when they're singing and stuff. It's like they're definitely making a point to do that. Guitar noodling, gang vocals. Yeah, Um, yeah. My assumption, and I have not seen these kids, but this feels like a band's band. Like bring Mm. them on tour with you. You're going to want to watch them every night. 
I don't know that they have a million Spotify. I don't know if they have any Spotify. 64,000, which is pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. That's one cool thing about these last couple years of like getting into this genre. Yeah. Is you just hit playlists and you have no idea where these bands are, where they're from, how big they are. You just like, this is cool. I like this. And that band does the riffing that I like. Um, it fits more in the emo genre than some of the other bands that are like that. There's a band called Tiny Moving Parts that's like mm-hmm. a little more proggy, a little heavier, but I think this fits this this discussion a bit better. It reminds me of another one of those kind of bridge bands that was after us, but before these bands, The Dangerous Summer. I mean, I know they're they're still releasing music, but when they came out, first record, 09, and we brought them on tour in 09, and they were really fun to watch. Uh in no small part because of Tyler, their drummer, who really maybe is overplaying as well, definitely kind of going for it. Um, but he pulled it off live and it was so fun to watch live. Uh, I'm going to play oh, just a quick clip of something from that record. I'm just trying to think of which song to play. The Dangerous Summer is one of those bands I've listened to a little bit and it's really good, but I yeah. don't think I've ever heard a whole record. Well, let's see if I can convince you a little bit. Anyway, you get the idea. So it's that kind of really active drumming. Remind me of that. Pretty cool. Really active drumming. Really the starting line sounding band. Well, yeah, dangerous. He sounds so much like Kenny. Me. Absolutely. Uh, I I think I that do they're love the starting line. I think dangerous summer are great, especially the first two records. Um, anyway, my, my number eleven. The reason we had a number eleven, and then we got to hear Ben Quad in the first place. I just recently found, I, I don't know if this was from you or maybe it came up on like a, some kind of algorithm somewhere, but there's this LA band called kills birds and I don't know much about them. I'm falling in love with them. Uh, there's a song tear up that actually has like a nice melodic vocal hook in the chorus. Uh, but I'm not going to play that one. I'm going to lean into the hardcore here. So we're going to get a abrupt turn from dangerous summer and Ben quad to, uh, some pretty badass hardcore from Killbirds. This song's called Rabbit. This is how I talk about you. Could 
fuck? That's good. It's so I, cool. It's a song where I don't know if I've heard it, but I also feel like I've heard it. Like yeah, it's that catchy. Yeah. I, I did just look them up. I I think the algorithm got you. Yeah. Because they have not a lot of monthly listeners. No, but they're also 000. on the Wasserman group, which is a pretty big booking agent. So Oh, interesting. Okay. They are uh they're guilt they're on the upward trajectory trajectory dan you're an influencer we get <laughs> maybe i should get on to emo tiktok since i'm an emo yeah. influencer um yeah. anyway that's my number 11 okay to to your number 10 okay. we get I've, tell us i am just gonna open the, the conversation here this is dog leg right no home is where is your number oh 10. never mind never mind yeah. skip it no this is the opposite of what i was gonna say okay <laughs> so tell us about home is where Home is where. So this record came out like a week ago. Um, not upon recording, but upon when we were prepping. Yeah, I had a good feeling this would be a huge record when it came out. I think it's got like an eight and a half, uh, a high pitch work score. Yeah, recorded by a guy named Jack Shirley, who played in Camadre, has recorded Death Heaven and like big metal bands. Oh, um, interesting. That's cool. Cool story. This band has two trans members. They're from Florida. They've got. They, they put their heart on their sleeve a bit, but this album is apparently a post 9-11, post 9-11 reaction album about how you deal with trauma. So it's, it's Whoa. got a little bit of an emo heart on its sleeve thing, but also yeah. this song will have you chanting the word skin meadow by the end, which I never thought I would do. And the song <laughs> is called skin meadow from the album, yes. the whaler by home is where. It comes out with a bang too. It's the album opener. Oh, once you once you get past this part. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. That's where it kicks in for me. That's cool. Yeah. There's also a part around 320 where the bridge, there's a piano. It's a long track. So yeah. um, I don't expect you to play all the clips I like because I love a bridge. But well, I mean, you feel free in the future to tell me if there is a part yeah. you'd like to hear. No, no. I think that's a good one. because It's the album opener. So yeah, let's hear cool. how the album opens. I like that. Uh, that's cool. Home is where. Uh, their, their description on Spotify is awesome. It's like... Uh, uh, play on the Minutemen, our band could be your life. And they say, our band could be your neighborhood. <laughs> That's great. They're a uh, fun, I'll say fun in quotes, Twitter follow. Because okay. it is all uh, sarcasm. Okay. All right. I might have to follow them. Uh, mine, uh, another LA band, another kind of small LA band, No Win. Um, this song, Car Bar, from the album Downey. 2019 made my year end 2019 playlist. That's how much I loved this song. And I've listened to it 
so many times that it probably single-handedly catapulted them into the top 10 of my plays. So here's Car Bar by No Win. Stuck in the parking lot Car Bar They have 351 Spotify listeners per month. I mean, that is almost zero. I don't get it. That's yeah. such a cool song. I'm looking there on Danger Bird, which is Granddaddy's label. So they'll Weird. just they'll, maybe they'll open one of those tours. Yeah, like a Granddaddy reunion tour. Are they? Do they break up? Seems like it. I don't know. They put out a B-sides record like a week ago. So oh, all right, I, I guess don't know if that means they're around or not anyway la if you if you live in southern california you should try and go see a no win show you'll be you'll have a great story for when you and 10 people saw them um it's fun there's some other songs i like too like singles they've put out and stuff and i i believe they're working on another record just from checking the instagram today it's obviously just like some dude's side project thing but that's a great song and a cool recording yes i uh i feel like i mean it maybe not Maybe it's not very pop punk, but it, it might be in the emo genre. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of, yeah, it's emo. It's like it's like a promise ring ish a little bit, you know, maybe a little wood water promise. Yeah, promise a little ring. a little wood water promise ring. Um, oh, Man, I got the fucking genre police over here on my back. Yeah, just I'm just saying tailing you, me. Are they are they putting in my plate number? You. Man. You put a little bit of a strict restriction on my playlist. And I think you I'm might have interpreted it that way. Now I'm Chad. listening to you put on <laughs> hardcore bands. And I'm like, got 10 of them I wanted to put on here. So, Well, you know, I'm sorry. I, I may have been unclear. Um, <laughs> but honestly, it's kind of nice that you kind of maybe stayed in more lane. I'm going a bit wider. We'll get a nice little mix of things with, with kind of a core of emo, which is really how I would have wanted it anyway. So. There you uh, go. Your next band, you need to do a preamble because I guess there's been some chicanery afoot. I mean, I would take it, I would take it a little further, but this band is no longer a band. Um, they had some allegations of abuse. Members of the band broke it up. I don't love that that happened, but yeah. I, yeah. I can't say in the last five years I've listened to a band more in this genre. Or the record more in this genre than this wow. band. It's called they're called Dogleg. When this band came out, it was early, like January 2020. Everything was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> the next, then, the next uh, eighteen months were about to be great. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had tickets to see them March or April 2020. Yeah, the energy around this record was like real. This was blowing yeah. up. But by the time it all happened. This record never got toured on. But, I mean, put this song on. It's undeniable, energy-wise. I love it. Uh, I want to do backflips off the stage of this song, so go for it. Here is Fox by Dogleg. Your you wrote 
bordering on hardcore. There's some, I mean, that's punk. That's really, yeah, really It's cool. heavy. But you it's know heavy. what I hear, which isn't maybe what you'd expect is cap and jazz. Yeah. Oh, I totally. Yeah. Little League. Super busy. Yep. Time signature. Vocal wise, there's a cap and jazz. So yeah. I see what you're doing, though. And that also makes sense. This lineup of what you're about to play, and that yeah. would be really good. Oh, great. Okay. So it, it immediately made me think of the first record by Pup, who just missed. I think they're they're Canadian, right? Just missed the cutoff because this record came out in 2014. Their later records are a lot more popular, but I still like the first one sort of head and shoulders above. So I don't really know. I, I'm not lined up with the kids these days, apparently. Um, but let's play a little bit of Dark Days by Pup, P-U-P, from their self-titled uh, debut record. We're sleeping through the days and sinking like a ship. We're wasting away. So cool. I guess that I guess some of the big songs on that record do do hold up pretty well against their other songs. It's not as it's not as lopsided as I thought. Pup is very good. Very, very good band. Go listen to Pup. Canadian bands absolutely Toronto. magical, and they're one of them. Yeah. Okay. So my number nine is actually your number five. So we're gonna skip that band. We'll come to it later. Whoa, so let's go that's to your, your Yeah. Your oh wow. So let's okay. go to your number eight. What is my name? Carly eight? Cosgrove. Oh, I see. The band I, who I, named I, themselves after iCarly. So then yeah. Miranda so, Cosgrove is the actress who played iCarly. And I only remember that because yeah. she had a cover. Actually, let's fucking play this. She had a cover. Uh, before we get into Carly Cosgrove, let's hear some some iCarly, some Miranda Cosgrove. She covered Sugar Babes, which is like a UK pop group, sort of Spice Girls- I guess esque. Um, and they have a song called about you now that she covered in 2008. And somehow I heard this and it became like an original old school iPad, like pastime for me to like put this track on. Uh, like I, I have, I have sort of like tactile memories of playing it on tour, like in, on my like brick Just- iPhone. Keep going. Talk more about Carly Cosgrove. <laughs> okay, or okay, okay, Cosgrove. okay. Anyway, uh, let's just play a little bit of this. It's like this is the height of like these pop producers are trying to make these Disney stars into pop stars. And it's very clear that like she can barely handle it vocally. And obviously there are session players playing everything. But nonetheless, I think this chorus rips. Hands on iCarly TikTok right now. I don't care, dude. 
it's pure candy, but it totally works. I am in eighth grade. It's the last day of school. And <laughs> I like that song more than I should. Totally. Okay. All right. Okay. But back to Carly Cosgrove. This is the band so, that you, you chose for our episode. <laughs> I couldn't really find a moment on this record that I was just like, yes, this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good record. I did read that one of the members said his dad put him to sleep with Death Cab Transatlanticism, which ages him to about 19. Yeah, they're from um, they're a trio from uh, Philadelphia. But what I did hear is they did a strip version of this with um, their bass player playing stand-up bass. Mm-hmm. And it's not on Spotify, it's on YouTube. But okay. it sounds like a Gin Blossoms or a Counting Crows song. Oh. And I don't think it translates to this recording, but... It's okay. a very good song. I don't want to. I don't want to downplay how much I like this band. Well, people can go track that down on YouTube yeah. if they want. But this is going to be the the album version of the song "Really Big Shrimp" from "See You in Chemistry." Speaking of eighth grade, uh, by yeah, Carly that's, Cosgrove. A, that's like a uh, Drake and Josh reference, I believe. Oh um, wow! Anyways, okay. just skip ahead. I think to the bridge at two twenty or the okay. outro at three fifteen. Those are my favorite parts. We'll do outro. Dude, that's cool, man. I'm going to need to give this band some time. I like it. Yeah, it's a really good record. I think I, being, maybe you're like this, but being our age, I like records Mm. more than I like singles. Yeah. So I will pick my favorite song of a record, but I will fight that you listen to the whole thing. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Um, Next up, my number eight. This is a band I know very little about. They're from Toronto. They're called Like Pacific. I found them. I think I posted on Facebook or Instagram or something. I was like, hey, who are the good pop punk bands that are playing today? And this is one of the bands that somebody recommended to me. Like a bunch of people commented and I tried out a bunch of bands. It's probably two years ago or something like that. And uh, probably during uh, COVID actually. And uh, this track just kind of rose to the top of the heap. Uh, I also really like another two songs on this record. So it's worth checking out. The band is like Pacific, the album in spite of me. And the song is called self defeated.
You know, it's interesting. I actually do think that like a band like that, if that song, which would have been sonically identical, had come out in 2005, they would have been on drive through records or something. Like it's, it is, I do think it's harder to, for these bands to break through, uh, in, in the same way they could have done in like the, the heyday of warp tour. Um, but I think that's a really good chorus. Yeah. I, uh, the conversation we, we can't really have is how good these bands sound. Like yeah. you recorded music in 2001 and you recorded music in 2021 and you sound like a million dollar record right there. Yeah. Yeah. They're also from Toronto. I just told you Canadian pop punk. There's something going on in Canada right now. Okay. okay. It helps that the government helps fund their records. So that's true. (laughs) I mean, yeah, no, that is true. And these bands are like, they're on that cusp where that financial help from the government like makes a serious difference where they can tour and they can sell some tickets it's not like they're not like the whole thing's on the dole. Like they they can they have a little business going. I'm sure the band makes some money, uh, but like to have that extra subsidizing for recordings or a little bit of tour money or something like that, it it makes a big difference to bands of that size. Like my sense is that they're about as big as like Sherwood at two thirds of our peak. Like they probably sell 150 tickets a show, something like that. They can I could be wrong about that, but that's my guess and. And you can, you can do it and it's like very much worth your time, uh, but you don't make a lot of money. And so I could see how that would really bring a lot of these kind of mid-level bands um, kind of up their, up their game, essentially. Yeah, it looks like they're on Pure Noise Records. Pure Noise, I would say, is a really good genre or a label to check out for a lot of these bands. Oh, sweet. So, cool. If you're looking for kind of the pop punky side of things, I think... They have like legacy bands like Bouncing Soul, but they also have bands like this. They've had Drug Church, um, yeah. Four Year Strong. I, I would say those are comps for sure. Cool. Okay, Chad. So who then is your number seven band? So number seven is a band called we- uh, Camp Trash, a track called Weird Carolina. I heard about this band from... One of their guitar player, he's a writer who loves a lot of these bands. Um, his oh, Twitter cool. name is Franzia Mom. His name's Keegan. He wrote for someone called, or a blog website called Get Alternative or The Alternative. Anyways, if I could pick two songs from them, I would love to, but I picked a song from their EP demo called Weird Carolina. Um, and I love this song. It has a little bit of a gimmick that I completely fell for. So if you go to about 140, you'll hear what I love about it. Okay. Here's Weird Carolina by Camp Trash. That rips. That fucking rips. That should be so corny, 
but it nails it. No, it really works. Uh, thank you for turning me on to that song. I'm into it. That has and been that added. Band, I, I mean, I think they have a lot of influences. I think they like a lot more like built to spill than they like modern emo, but mm-hmm. they write hooks. Like they've got an album AP. They, they should be heard more. Sweet. Yeah. Bradenton, Florida looks like, okay. So I that leads so. Bradenton, Florida, but I know one's in Portland and I know one's in New York. So I think they're just from there. Ah, okay. So my number seven then is a band, not quite from Canada, the Chicago suburbs. And I do find myself listening to them a lot. This, this is not me at my pitchfork top best here. Uh, but I really like a bunch of their songs. The band's called knuckle puck. And I think that they're fairly popular. I've heard, I've had many people kind of turn me on to them, mention them. This song plastic brains is like the entire chorus. The bass player is playing bass chords where he's playing two strings instead of one, which is something that Nate always wanted to do live in Sherwood. And we rarely did it on the albums, but it can be really effective. Probably we should have done it more than I let Nate do it because uh, it can be really cool and loud. Um, And it really, when it's combined with thick distorted guitars, it's got a really cool um, feel to it. Anyway, I really like this song, Plastic Brains by Knuckle Puck. dude am i am i wrong you're not wrong but that is 2005 metalcore even by a pop punk band those those back and forth female vocals the yeah. slowed down time signature uh-huh. there it just sounds like it was made way better more recently i'm into it i i will say uh, i thought that was yeah the band is more pop punk that's like the okay. kind of emo ballad sort of thing on the record they are they tend to be faster um like for instance i'll just play a very quick chorus from like a more representative track on this record a song called gone yeah that's kind of more what the record sounds like and yeah, that, that's an arena pop-punk band right there. That's really good. They're big. I mean, it's, they have 440,000 monthly listeners. That's one of the biggest bands we've talked about thus far. They're just, so, they're just not that big on emo TikTok, it sounds like. I guess not. <laughs> they're not, because that's when you get into the millions. Um, yeah. Okay, let's hear your number six. Number six, it's a band local to here I've never seen. They're from Redlands, California. Uh, they're called I'm Glad to See You. 
this record's really good. It's really tough. It's about a friend and tour mate that he was their videographer who passed away in a car crash. Um, but it's beautiful record produced by Jay Robbins. Oh, who cool. Was in Jawbox, who's yeah. Produced oh my gosh, just early untold. emo, modern yeah. emo. Like he's he's all produced of it. it all. He was that's cool. Use one. Yeah. Um, they have a song in this record about how, like, they have well, knowing you, they have themes about Christianity and leaving the church, but there's a song about Lazarus and raising the dead and why can't their friend be raised from the dead. Interesting. That's not this Whoa. song though. This okay. song is called "Ordinary Pain." Um, to me, it sounds a little bit like the Promise Ring and a little bit like David Bazan singing for them. So I wow. love this record. Um, the last line on the record is I'd give everything that I have for a few minutes back. It's just, it's, it's really good. So put this on your whole album list again, but you can play this song. I know I love 105, but I can't remember exactly why. Okay. Let's jump to around there. Ordinary Pain by I'm Glad It's You. It's nothing Interesting. I am going to add it to my albums playlist, my new albums playlist. Yeah, and they're another small band. I don't know if they're still a band, honestly. It looks like they haven't posted on Instagram in over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think what they went through and with that record, it was, it was. If it's the end for them, I'm proud of them, and if it's not, I'm super happy to see what comes next. But yeah, so cool, man. Definitely want them to have more people listening. My number six, we're I'm, we're sticking we're sticking with you punk here. Yeah, song. I sent you this song. Yeah, you you love and I love this song. But you sent me this song like three times. I <laughs> like I had forgotten <laughs> if I had sent it or not. You were like, I might have. have you heard this band? They kind of sound like Strung Out, but they kind of sound like pop punk. And I was like, this is fucking good. Yeah, and then I did it two more times. Uh, possibly, possibly not fully sober uh, in those moments, um, and uh, I don't know. Or, or uh, I just have a Swiss cheese brain. Um, here is Trash Boat, UK band. Uh, I don't know a ton about them. I, I saw like a live video on YouTube once that seemed really cool. I think they've they put out like two more records since, and they're they kind of get a little less punk, like pop punk each time. It seems like going a bit more rock, uh, maybe just punk in general. But this is from the the first record, and it's very pop punky. But I just think this chorus is incredible. Over and over in my heart, burning, over. 
anyway, you get the idea. It's a great song. I, I really it's, don't know anything it, about them. I have nothing else to say about Trash Boat, except that the next record, which looks like kind of a tree leaves on it or whatever, is pretty cool, too. I think they've heard Early Newfound Glory. I'd say that. Yeah. And if your listeners have not heard Early, Early Newfound Glory, they should go look that up, because I think that is the superior Newfound Glory. Let's test it. Let's play... I think I can think of a song exactly like that. The first track on their first record. Let me find it. Got a lot of records. These Better days. Off Dead is the name of the song. That's that's record two, I believe. Oh, that's true. They they technically did like a yeah. super indie. What? Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, but I never re- listened to re-record, that. Re-recorded some songs for that. Okay, so it's sort of like a, all everything they had done, kind of put together. Uh, This is from 2000, the first track on the self-titled, and it's called Better Off Dead. And it leads off. It's a banger, but it sounds 20 years old now. love that song so much i had never realized that a minute and a half of that song we've already heard like six parts yeah dude it's uh i know it goes boom, fast boom, boom, boom. it goes fast uh i will say though what i what i'm noticing between the two right they're they're about 19 years apart i think the i i think that the newfound glory song is better like that but but also that song for me is like maybe a top 10 top 15 pop punk song Ever. I love that that song and that record. It, it's, yeah, I mean, sixteen-year-old so, me was there. I don't think they topped it. I mean, one song uh, from later on is as good as the best songs on that first record. So that's obviously like there's some selection bias there up against Trash Boat, who are like trying something new uh, or or doing something old in a new package rather, and just happen to be one of these cool new bands. But like. Their the fact that their record sounds so much better, like it's so much clearer, it's punchier, and I know that that newfound glory record probably cost over a hundred thousand dollars to make, and like they <laughs> yeah. probably made the trash boat record for ten k or something like that. I mean, it's incredible how dialed digital recording for heavy rock has gotten to, to where sometimes it's too much for me. It's like this is too optimized. Uh, and then other times it just really punchy and it sounds fucking great. Um, it's interesting to kind of weigh which is which. Yeah. Um, great trash boat song, great newfound glory song, but it is like you said, you think the newfound glory song costs six figures and the trash boat song probably costs five. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. You're number five. Now we're getting into number five and up, which means we're going to play two songs from each this is my number nine band and your number five. So tell us about Oso Oso. Oso Oso as a band. What do I know about this band? Sorry. 
Um, I, I mean, I think out of my whole list, these are this guy and his writing partner is probably the best of the songwriters. Hmm. Um, the, the, their second record, which it looks like you cut my song from is a jangly, almost Britpop indie pop record that I think Sherwood sounds like a little bit. Let's um, let, well, let's play I, one of those and then one from the other record. So which I track was Pensacola, that? Pensacola. Okay. So let's hear Pensacola. It's undeniable. Pick this song. <laughs> Tell me you don't like it. I will crush you. Okay. Here we go. holds that word remember right there yeah always gets me too it, it's a three syllable word that he goes like four syllables on in the best way right yeah um i will say with that record it i didn't mean to do this back to back uh but the i'm glad it's you record and the pensacola record were written with someone who passed away mm. um so the the record for pensacola is called sore thumb there are it's kind of a demos record but it's really good like mm. really 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 good so i would what say what do you mean by demos it, record so like I it's believe, in it's in part a collection of demos like kind of spruced no, up or something no i believe I, I believe it was literally tracked with three people him his co-writer and a producer the co-writer is his cousin who passed away and Whoa. they decided oh, so to they put it out, to put it out. I don't oh, know. Wow. I'm sure there was a mastering process. I'm sure there yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, mixed and stuff. But, but like they didn't, yeah, they basically like, because they couldn't do more. So they were like, well, I th- yeah. this should be kind of, wow. That's yeah, so, that's powerful. Um, that and there's, verse, there's a lot of great tracks on that record. The I believe it got like best new music on Pitchfork. Like okay. it, it's yeah. a really, I mean, Pitchfork is what it is, but yeah. We're happy when bands on this list get on Pitchfork. Oh, yeah, we're stoked. Exactly. Uh, That's very cool. Um, The verse was really kind of tough for me. I'm going to see if it grows on me. I loved the chorus, and I really liked how the chorus then framed the verse before it. So that's an interesting song. I'm going to give it some more attention. Here's another track by them that I love, that we both love, I think, called Basking in the Glow, the title track. Yeah, I think you took this from me. Like, I think I would have maybe picked this and you said, no, this is mine. Okay. Well, sorry. Don't be. You deserve what you've gotten. I hate 
I, I was really trying to balance when a band had a record a couple yeah. years ago and a band had a record now, but um, every song on Basky and the Glow, which is the record name, is so good. Yeah, it's really cool. I actually, I feel like I need to spend even more time with it, um, but I, I listened to a handful of their songs a lot. and I mean, they made it on because of the numbers, right? Like I, I, uh, I do listen to them a lot. Um, great band. Okay, next up, my number five. This is a band. Wait, you you skipped our other song. No, the we're view. just gonna do those two. Yeah. No. Oh, the view yeah, is. Yeah, we my... just do. It's two. Oh, was that the one you it... wanted to hear most? Probably, but okay, you don't well, have to. I will do it. Come on, a little bit more. Oh, so also one more. Here's the view from Basking in the Glow. include it but that chorus my eyes lit up when i saw it i love it it's so big it's yeah. such a easy line but it's so good yeah I, I really love them man that's awesome okay my number five has taken the hardcore world by storm i think it's safe to say it took me a second to get what they're doing on their newest record uh glow up i believe is what it's called glow on um glow on. glow on uh but i get it now and so now i really love two of their records how many bands that could like legitimately be called hardcore have ever gotten this big since the 1980s it can't be it's got to be you count them on one hand yeah this band i mean i didn't know we were going to get to talk a little about hardcore i might make you bring me back on for some more hardcore talk hell yeah um, hell yeah this band I, I'm going to give a shout out to, there's a podcast called Axe to Grind. It's a few hardcore dudes. It's a really good podcast. Oh. They are friends with these people and they just week after week are like hardcore is in a bigger place than it's ever been. And one of the guys was in Indecision, an 80s, 90s hardcore band. They have no idea how it got to here. But Turnstile is the coolest band they're the best looking man in the right way. They write riffs, they write melodies, they work with R&B artists. It's, it's unbelievable what this band is doing. And they sound a little like 311, which I know Dan loves 311. <laughs> I do like 311. Um, we're going to get to play two clips. The first is from Time and Space, the previous record. Uh, and what really got me about that record is the way that they use like interesting elements that are just a little left of center this like dub style j delay they use it a lot 
they do some of these like Joe Satriani, almost Eddie Van Halen, like just soaring 80s rock solos here and there. But then they're but juxtaposed with the hardcore is it feels so different. It's like playing such a different role. And then also like some drum machine stuff, especially on the new record. It's just real. It's eclectic. And the choices seem to really work. So first from time and space, let's hear Big Smile. are those yeah i was gonna say a couple a couple big moments there's like a beatles-esque 60s riff in there yeah and then that last vocal turn where he just starts going smitey it's, yeah, it's it's so smart. weird so smart so smart I, You're right. exactly I will say a band that i didn't bring into today called angel dust mm-hmm. three guys from turnstile and two other guys started um turnstile is too play with angel dust anymore but it's another band i think you should look to okay i think i think we hardcore meets buddy hardcore meets buddy holly oh my gosh uh chad you're already invited for like a like we we can we can book it soon like you know the state of hardcore like we have to do it but i want to be on it okay well maybe we get a third yeah right yeah uh i'll ask him he'll say no uh, one more turnstile track, Holiday from Glow On. It's undeniable. Oh, I'm so I'm so glad we have them. Okay, let's go to your number four. Yeah. Do I I get two of my own songs this time? It sounds like. Um Yes, because they because we weren't we're not sharing. We're not sharing the spot. They're just your band spot. This is another emo TikTok band. Um, but I think you didn't you didn't introduce our relationship, but we were on Warp Tour three times, I believe, you and I? Uh, twice. We only did it twice. Yeah. Oh, well, I did it four, so. Yeah. I did the slip and slide one year, so that's how cool I am. The inflatable slip and slide, yep. 
This band sounds like a lot of the bands we're on Warp Tour with. I think they took the right notes, though, and they went out and they wrote songs with a lot of cool parts. Hmm. This first song, I don't know how to tell you which part to bring up because it has like everything. It has it's it's a closer, it's a ballad, it's got acoustic parts, it's got wow. screaming, it's got yeah. dual vocals, double time, half time. It, it's like un, wow. a kind of ridiculous song, but I totally fell for it. So okay. look like the most normal like middle america guys yeah. ever that's but a cool the one song. kid the one kid who you're like that kid's kind of kind of good looking that's yeah. a singer of course oh, but at the very go. end okay. right there you heard them start to trade vocals yeah um it's i cool. do love that this band has more of a baritone vocal like in this kind of emo pop punk yeah. genre you don't hear it's as your much sing that. along yeah um but i the I, I I'm not here to critique bands, but I feel like this band has put out I think 16 songs, and all 16 sound like they could close a record. Wow, <laughs> just, they're just like all anthemic, just yeah, big repeating chorus songs. Which let's is hear one more. Here's good thing. yeah, here's Object Permanence by Arm's Length. I've got object permanence. I know exactly where you went. To prove you could pick up where I left So you just start again Just come back home to me And on my dog whistling You sing harmonies as my ears ring me to sleep is powerful yeah and i i think i mean it sounds like the starting line it sounds like i'm for sleep it sounds like bands we used to tour with but it seems, seems like they're better at music <laughs> <laughs> yeah end of end of summer camp end of last dance at school that's yeah they're big it's awesome man that's really i'm really cool i, I really like them i'm going to be listening to them a bunch Okay, so that means we are at my number four, a band called Hot Mulligan from Lansing, Michigan. Wikipedia calls them post-emo. I've never heard of post-emo. That's literally the first time I read that genre name was today. 
I think I had this on my list and you stole it from me and I just didn't fight over it because I love this too. Okay, great. So we got we got two thumbs up for Hot Mulligan. Here's Feel Like Crab. <sighs> thousand monthly listeners that yeah they're is, pretty big band that's one of the biggest we've talked about and they tour like they're that's not just from tiktok like they they're playing big shows um i yeah, think that I they've think opened for some big bands let's say i think they played with blink maybe jimmy world maybe i both. thought yeah i thought blink too so that must be true uh one more from them this is Shh, golf is on from their most recent record I like the first song more, but they're a good band. Yeah, that was some uh, great cowbell in that song, too. (laughs) Uh, Okay, moving to your number three, a band. This is one of the bands you showed me and that I did look into and I listen to now. I like this band a lot. Yeah, Cool Kids. Cool Kids is on the up. I do not know how old they are. I think they're very young. I know they've been opening for Jimmy World. They've been opening for Mountain Goats. I know Haley Williams and Paramore backed it. This is a band that I think is like a record away from everyone knowing who they are. So okay, um, that's quite an endorsement. This is That's Physics, baby. Straight answers, swallow 
such a solid track. That, like the production of this record, to me sounds so expensive, but mm. so well done. It it sounds really good. Uh, next up is Arm's Length, from which is the name of the band we just heard. Yeah, uh, I've got this weird segue thing happening. I didn't mean yeah, to. But that's great. Well, it's just it's working out. Uh, that's podcasting, baby. And it's a. This is all from the uh, the self titled record, Pool Kids. Yeah, the. I mean, they have another record before this, but this is leaps and bounds above that, at least uh, sonically. I mean, this is like some serious Gen Z shit right here, lyrically. Yeah, the lyrics. I mean, it's a breakup album from Gen Z, but those yeah. kids shred. I totally. Would it's a cool love, song. I think at three twenty, you get to hear her like actually uh, give it all vocally, and you're like, "Damn, this girl can can sing." But okay, we're gonna, leave, we're gonna leave people wanting more. Uh, by the way, this is a great episode to listen to the uh, to like shuffle the playlist the official playlist from the episode because just like bangers only by all these bands and see where, see what draws your fancy, you know? And also there'll be a few songs that we don't get to here, like honorable mentions that are on the playlist. We're, we're not going to have time for them. We need to keep moving. So we're going to go to my number three. This is a, a band called great grandpa. They're a Seattle band. Very um, good. Very They've got a kind of cranberries type vocal thing going on. Pretty wide mix of like rock genres, all of which are really well executed. Um, I got turned on to Great Grandpa by Matt Taylor, bassist of Motion City Soundtrack. This is the song he showed me first. And this is like emo kind of veering a little bit into Copeland territory. Uh, a song called Mono No Aware. That's like a perfect chorus. I don't know what to add. Yeah, it's that, so good. So it sounds like an emo big thief to me. That track. That's a great description. Yes. And I'm not the biggest big thief fan, but I know okay. they write tracks. And that yeah. put those together, you got a hit. Let's do one more. Uh, this is because I did play Treat Jar 
on, I think it was the Power Pop episode with John Van Dusen. Um, this is a digger, and this is more of that like 90s cranberries vibe. I'm hearing the big beep. I'm also hearing Sharon Von Etten. These are really good comps to me, yeah. but I don't yeah. know how they're it's definitely not pop punk. It may be. No, emo. it's not pop punk. Some of it's emo. It's maybe it's, <laughs> yeah. it might be just as emo as John Van Dusen is emo. Oh, well, whatever, but it doesn't matter. It's, it, those are great songs. They've actually, they got a nice little, you know, they got an 80, 81,000 monthly following. Nice little following for a band that I don't think has really toured very much. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get the sense that they've like hit the ground hard. Um, but that record speaks for itself. Uh, so your number two is my number one. So we are going to skip that. And that's the band we are ending All on. Right. I'm not going to give it away yet. So we are to my number two. Now this is a band called beach slang. They actually broke up in 2021. Is there also some nefarious activity going on with this band? Yeah. Okay. I don't know about it. Uh, <laughs> that might be where I they ended. Do you do you want to say? Do you know? I will say that they had a hard, they had a big rise and a hard fall. Okay, and they they did have a lot of momentum. They 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 put out like three records in a really short amount of time. Um, I the, my favorite record is the things we do to find people who feel like us from 2015, and I think that is the first full length. Um, there, that might actually had two kind of full links right around then. Um, but man, so the two songs I have are from that record, a lot of replacements kind of in here. Um, I just, I love all the references to rehearsing and playing music, uh, how high his guitar is turned up, how thrashed his voice is like, you can like hear the sweat. And just like so much volume. And it just, I think it's like enacting the very thing that it's celebrating lyrically. It is like a punk onomatopoeia or something like that. It just feels so full of life to me. Um, so here's Hard Luck Kid. Yeah, this guy uh, apparently was pretty um, apparently emotionally abusive 
but it also appears to have been connected to some really tough mental health issues. Um, wow, you, you just hate to hear that stuff, uh, especially for people who are so good at writing. I mean, these these kind of angsty songs that the kind of like the the stuff where the pure punk comes from. That usually is like a there's a lot of mental suffering that those people deal with that leads them to write that music. Not always, of course, um, but a lot of the kind of stuff that we think of as kind of most indicative of that kind of music, it really comes out of a, a disaffectation with the world, with oneself or family or community. And there's something beautiful, of course, about turning that into incredible art. And I don't know. So that that we're getting down to the heart of what I love about the world here. Um, but you never like to hear about the actual suffering that people experience. Yeah. These were big records. Beach Slang made a big imprint when they were active. And I don't know if it had to do with the accessibility being that they're very replacements. If you haven't listened to replacements, these are like for like bands, but you can't deny that they were, they were well reviewed, well like highly listened to records, but the collective decided we don't like them anymore when yeah. he went through his struggles. Yeah. Um, I will leave it at that because I am not an expert on these topics, but yeah, I listened to a lot of them for, for five years. They put out three records, really good records. One more clip. This is from I Break Guitars. Same record. I can't think So cool. Okay. Let's go to your number one. This Chad. is my number one. Um, this band, they are they are probably young enough to be our kids. Wow. To me, the best of this genre are kids that are into hardcore. So shared members with this band is a band called One Step Closer. Super good, melodic hardcore band. Um, but I feel like this record is so good. It starts and ends so well. There's a lot of harmonies. The One of the members has said his favorite band is the Beach Boys. A lot of those harmonies are there. One of the members used to be in Broadway productions of School of Rock. So they've got School of wow. Rock meets Hardcore. And it's a band called Anxious. And I think front to back, this record is so, so good. It reminds me of Bleed American. And wow. That's, Man, you, as, you should be I in music I can't get much sales. higher endorsed in this. I love I this band. The, whole, the only reason I wanted to talk to you tonight was to tell people to listen to this band. <laughs> the other hour but, and 41 minutes were just completely uh, beside the point. They were fine. This is going to be great. Wow. Um, they also sound like the first Save Today record. So there's this hardcore pop punk emo thing. Yeah. Anyways, this band's anxious. Please listen to them. I am really excited for what they do next because even though this record only came out last year, it feels like 
the next one's going to be like a spring towards the, the biggest thing they've done. Wow. So this track is called In April. The album, by the way, is called Little Green House by Anxious. dude the energy on that song just i love this record has so much good energy yeah start the start to finish it it goes hard and it hits the right moments it's got screaming it's got guest vocals it's got female vocal led songs just give it a listen one more clip is from afternoon go to two minutes or right now because it's so good man i'm very intrigued by that band that record those those kids have chops i'll say that i mean it's their first record imagine wow. yeah. the next one that's so cool and to me it's it's so jimmy it's it i don't know why but there's something about it that i really hear jimmy world in i don't think they're gonna write clarity i think they're gonna go a little harder but yeah not everyone can write our both of our favorite records ever it's it's no. tough course that's not not the easiest thing to do okay we are to my number one and your number two we could maybe call these guys the kings of the episode this is origami angel out of washington dc they are a two-piece guitar and drums um however there is bass on the albums which i think is a good call maybe not the new one hard to tell but the first two records definitely have bass they combine emo and pop punk with hardcore elements and like a bunch of jazz influenced guitar chord structures. It's that sounds like it wouldn't work. It totally does. Listening to them is like drinking a never ending Slurpee, but never crashing from the sugar. Uh, I have personally campaigned for both Reliant K and motion city soundtrack to take this band on tour. Cause I love them so much, man, origami angel, anything you want to say about them before I start playing clips, go see this band. 
you don't know what as good as these records are because they're so good go watch a two-piece play these songs and just revel in it it is very very good i have not been yet like they they've had like one or two support slots that i couldn't make it for the shows uh i will see them i can't wait to see them they're gonna play i i have a theory not knowing them they're gonna be playing a lot of shows for a long time i hope that's true i'm gonna i'm gonna play three clips because they're like your number two and my number one and play one from each record so from the middle record gami gang this is mobius chicken strip Oh my goodness. They were, by the They're way, so like good. the easy number They're one for me. It was not even a contest. No one was ever going to be number one. Did I first send you that band? Or you did know you what? Play? I found them on the Vulture 100 Greatest Emo Songs article oh. and playlist that came and out like three years ago, maybe four years ago. That's actually that. a big influence on this playlist. As much as I... Um, don't want to say I love critics. That was a great playlist. That was an awesome article too. Um, here's another. Here's something from the first record, "Somewhere City." This song is called "24 Hour Drive Through." That part's so good. Or, uh, I know. 30 seconds later, the Wowos and the gang vocals. Oh, Dude, so oh. good. Um, and then a little bit more from, from the new record, The Brightest Days. This is the first track, title track on that record. Is this record out or is this still? It's out. Some... It's out. Okay.
so fun, man. Such a fun band. Oh my goodness. He just displayed three different productions, three different sessions. Yeah. But a band that's so good, they sound good in all of them. Yeah, totally. Uh, Chad, this was so much fun. Everybody listen to the playlist. There's a bunch more songs. We don't have time for them. We are scraping two hours here. Um, I added uh, also some, uh, the other songs that I played. I, I tended to add those as we went You got well. Be Well on here. Yeah, definitely listen to the playlist. That's the Brian and McTiernan yep. vocal band. Super so, cool yes. record. Super cool record, yeah. Chad, thanks so much for joining. That was really fun. It was so fun. Thank you. All I'll right. be back, whether you like it or not. I No, I can't wait. I can't wait for you to be back. You do need to. All right. <laughs>